Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. You may remember one particularly poignant, powerful story we told on Open House earlier this year when we marked the death of the renowned Charles Colson, the former hatchet man of the US President Richard Nixon and the founder of the Worldwide Prison Fellowship Organisation. We heard about a special meeting of the Prison Fellowship Board just months, as it turned out, before Charles Colson's death to mark his 80th birthday. As part of a very significant tribute to a remarkable man and God's work through that man, the Board had invited one particular person along to tell his story and thank Charles Colson. His family, when he was a child, was quite literally rescued from a terrible pit by the Colson organisation. It's one of the most inspiring, transformational stories you are ever likely to hear, and I'm so glad to say that we've tracked that man down. Today, he's the Reverend Michael Carrion, the pastor of the Promised Land Covenant Church in New York's Bronx area. It's a very, very long way from where he and his family was at the tender age of five, yet... It's exactly where his life transformation happened. Michael Carrion, welcome to Open House. Thank you, Lee. It's truly a privilege and an honor to be on your show, and uh, truly I appreciate uh, what you're doing uh, in your side of the world. It's a great privilege to speak with you, Michael. Can you take us into that board meeting where you told your story and describe that moment and the emotions of those there as they mark such a significant milestone for Charles Colson, again, as it turned out just months before he died? It was a tremendous honor, Lee, and totally was a surreal moment. Having uh, unpacked the story in the historical context to to which uh, Colson's efforts, it was just surreal. I was just totally honored. Uh, the entire executive board was there, live-streamed internationally uh, across the, the world, literally. As I spoke, I just, you know, just gave the facts. 1975, I can remember uh, being in a room with my mother and father, as they were breaking and entering into this uh, individual's house, the person goes into cardiac arrest, and then that's where it begins. Yes. Uh, my sister and myself were there, and the person dies. Uh, my mother says to my father, oh, my God, oh, my God, he dies. Um, and my father says, well, let's go. They took myself and my sister and left. About two weeks later, my father was arrested and began 22 years in the Department of Corrections. Soon after that, my mother was arrested and served five and a half years in Bethlehem Penitentiary for women. So we literally, I grew up going to the Department of Corrections to visit my parents. And so I, I associated the words mother and father with shotgun, with the correctional officer, with level four maximum security facility. I really believe it was the Holy Spirit that just touched me to say this. As they were giving tribute to Colson, uh, Chuck Colson, uh, everyone was saying, we thank God for the day that he was born. And I, and I, when I, when they gave me the intro and the Garland Hunt introduced me, I, I really stated from my heart, I thank God for the day he went to jail, because had not uh, Colson had that experience, my mother and father would have been lost in a life of sin and drug addiction, and who knows what would have happened to myself and my nine other siblings. Michael, it was quite common for your parents to take you on those trips around the neighborhood to rob people. Yes. Yes, uh, I can remember my earliest memories of my parents, Lee, um, uh, is, is them knocking on the door and them uh, telling their, uh, their victims, literally, uh, my son needs to use the bathroom and uh, can he use your restroom. And uh, the people would see me, you know, this nice 
cute little five-year-old kid? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Sure, he can come and use the restroom. And the minute uh, uh, they would open the door, my father would brandish a knife. My mother would pull out a twenty-two uh, a pistol, handgun, and they would break in. And they would physically assault these individuals, tie them up while my sister and I were there. Uh, we were we were small children. It was traumatizing when this when the uh, when the, this happened about nine times. Uh, but they were addicted to heroin. You know, they were lost in a life of sin. Uh, a lot of people don't understand. Well, how could you have forgiveness for parents like that? Well, it was the love of Christ. Christ saved me and Christ saved them. Uh, but, you know, that's the reality. That's the truth. My my parents were using me as the scapegoat to get in and to commit crimes. And um, it was commonplace and common practice. And I even believe that God's choreography intervened in that. And... Uh, it all served its purpose in the big picture of what God wanted to do in our life. Literally, uh, I suffered through a life of frustration, of anger, of abandonment, and neglect. And I will never forget the day someone knocked on my grandmother's door, and it was an Angel Tree missionary, uh, a representative of Chuck Colson's ministry. They knocked on the door. They had come to 115th Street and Madison Avenue, at that time Taft Projects, and um, which is a low-income housing uh, for, um, community. And they knocked on the door, and this African-American, very tall African-American man, uh, knocks on the door and asks my grandmother, Conception Garcia, is little Mikey home, is Letitia home? And my grandmother, uh, we're of Latino heritage and of Puerto Rican descent. My grandmother says, yeah, they're home, and who are you, and how can I help you? Um, she was very reluctant to have us come to the door. And she says, well, I'm here on behalf of the angel tree. Literally, as we came to the door, uh, the man tells me, I don't know what this man's name was, I don't know where he came from, but he says, Mikey and Letty, I'm here to tell you that Daddy loves you and that um, I'm here because Jesus sent me uh, to say Merry Christmas and that you're not forgotten. Your mother and your father, they love you. They can't be here, but Jesus sent me here. And this man got on his knee, Lee, and he prayed for my grandmother and he prayed for me and my sister Letitia. And literally, in that project hallway, I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit just consume us. And I never forgot that, Lee. I never, ever forgot that. It's probably worth explaining to people who don't know much about Angel Tree what that scheme is. Angel Tree itself, uh, from the outside looking in, uh, could be seen as a, a toy program for those that are less fortunate. It is so much more than that, Lee. Uh, the Angel Tree program is a program designed by Chuck Colson to really reach and to and to and to be the incarnate Christ uh, to those uh, that feel neglected, those that feel broken, and those that are in darkness. The industry program is where a church partners with uh, uh, prison fellowship, and they become a bridge church or a host church, and they start to develop um, uh, the venues and the forums where people donate toys, brand new toys, for those children uh, whose parents are incarcerated. Prison fellowship goes into the prison, and they recruit the parents, and they say, we want to just be a blessing to your family. And they turn around, the parents respond to that, and they sign up, and then Angel Tree, on behalf of the parents, prison fellowship on behalf, on behalf of the parents, goes to uh, the homes of where these children are living. Now, I want to be honest with you, this is not a, this is not a you know, slam, bam, thank you, man. This is going into some of the darkest, most broken context that you can imagine. Yes. Some of them are crime-infested, some of them are drug-infested, and these missionaries go in, in the name of Jesus, and they bring toys, and they bring gifts, and they bring glad tidings, and they bring the gospel first. But then on behalf of that parent that cannot, that cannot uh, be there for their son or their daughter, 
And then they say this specifically, and this is what was so instrumental in my life. I'm here in the name of Jesus, and I'm here on behalf of your mother and father. I know your father can't be here, but your father loves you. This man told me this. Lee, to this day, I don't know who this guy was, but I will never, ever forget. Daddy loves you, and so does Jesus. That was so impactful for me. And then he got on his knee and prayed for us. And so Angel Tree is a program. They do it year-round. They recruit churches to support uh, uh, this initiative. And literally, it is, it is a root. It is, it is direct uh, missions efforts uh, to the heart of the problem, to the heart of the brokenness. And so it is very, very effective. Uh, since I was 20 years old when I first reconnected with Chuck Colson, uh, and I'm 42 today, Lee, I have been involved with Prison Fellowship's Angel Tree Program. And it has been tremendous, and it has been life-transforming for hundreds if not thousands of kids in New York City and across the world. Um, This is an international program, and I would really, really, really urge every listener to support it, to support Jim Liskey, Dr. Garland Hunt, and their efforts to expand the gospel through Angel Tree. It's wonderfully important, and as we see with your life transformational uh, program. Yes, absolutely. Years later, I turned around and I got caught up in the same sort of uh, paradigm of drug addiction, you know, the poverty, the illiteracy, the context was just so, so broken uh, in that time in the, in the uh, late 70s and 80s. And um, I wound up giving my life to Christ and going through a program called Team Challenge. And really, that's where I fell in love with Jesus. Someone had reached out to me and I graduated. And uh, soon later, and I'm going to fast forward the story, but soon later, I, I graduated in 1993, became a youth pastor in, a, in an Assemblies of God Spanish church. And um, uh, the pastor at that time says, you know, we have this new organization that we're trying to partner with that helps, you know, children uh, uh, whose parents are incarcerated. And then knowing my testimony, they stated, well, Pastor Mike, we'd like you to, to partner with this organization. And so I called the organization, and uh, the person on the other line, his name was Pastor Ken Bell. And he was the director of Angel Tree for Chuck Colson at that time. And um, I said, well, how are you? My name is Michael Carrion, and I'm calling on behalf of uh, Gloria Christ Church. We'd like to partner with you in helping children of, uh, of uh, prisoners that are here, and we want to help be a bridge church. And the, and the brother on the other line says, wait a minute, your name is Michael Carrion? And I said, yeah. And he says, is your name Sixto Michael Carrion? Now, my first name is Sixto Lee, and he wouldn't know that. Uh, nobody would know that unless I told them that. Yes. And he says, Sixto Michael Carrion? I said, yeah, have we met? And he says, no, I haven't met you, but I met your father. I know your father from Sing Sing Penitentiary, and I know your mother, Yolanda Carrion. And uh, they got saved under our ministry. And when I tell you, Lee, that I just once again felt the power of the Spirit of God fall upon me, and I just literally started to cry and to praise God, because it took me back to that memory of that hallway and that angry messenger that had come into, uh, come into that context of brokenness to bring the gospel. Um, so I just really, I thank God, because, uh, you know, the, the curse, the generation curse of addiction, of rebellion, of witchcraft, of death, was broken. Why was it broken? Uh, because Chuck Colson went to jail. Chuck Colson had an encounter with Jesus Christ, and uh, he, he reached out uh, through other people and reached my father in Greenhaven Penitentiary. And my father uh, gave himself to Christ, and my father, while he was incarcerated, reached out to my mother, who was also incarcerated in Bedford Penitentiary for Women. And I'm going to tell you, you know, statistics show that if you have just one parent, especially the father figure in your life, if you have one parent that um, 
that is incarcerated, the, 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 the statistics are against you, especially within New York City. Uh, you know, it, it, it's almost impossible as a person of color to, to, to thrive, to complete education, to, to move forward in life. And by the grace and by the mercy of God, uh, because of Chuck Colson, uh, we were able to not only just have my parents saved, but Christ come into a very broken family and touch me. Uh, years later, and I'm going to fast forward once again, years later, um, the Lord just blessed me. He gave me favor. I went through the Assemblies of God uh, training camp. I went to Team Challenge. I studied under Nikki Cruz and studied under David Wilkerson, the late David Wilkerson. Uh, became a, a, a staff member there. Started preaching myself all throughout uh, the uh, prisons um, in, in, um, in Pennsylvania, uh, Riversburg, Pennsylvania, and throughout PA. And um, years later, uh, wound up uh, serving as this youth pastor, bumping into Angel Tree, finding out the real story behind who was the man that, that saved my life uh, through my parents' surrender to Christ, and then, um, and then later on became a, an assistant pastor in Assembly of God Church for seven years, then planted a church. Uh, today I, I work for the Evangelical Covenant Church, and uh, I serve as a coach for church planting for the Bronx, and uh, have planted seven or eight churches. We've opened up charter schools. We've uh, specifically planted churches in drug programs and in juvenile detention centers, and I've had the privilege and the honor to lecture in uh, universities across the country. Now, with a person coming with two incarcerated parents, historically, you know, heroin addicts, and uh, having gone through my own addiction uh, challenges, you know, to, to see that, to see that, that picture. And I said, I said this very clearly. I thank God for the day Chuck Colson went to jail. Yes. Because it was in that context that God met him, and in meeting him, he released a grace that would change and rock my life forever. Today I'm 42. I'm happily married for the last 25 years, senior pastor and raising up other pastors and coaching and training church planters uh, across New York City. And uh, I thank God for Chuck Colson. I would not be who I am today if it weren't for people like Chuck Colson, David Wilkerson, Nikki Cruz. These men uh, were obedient to the voice of God and reached not just me, uh, but my parents. And uh, both of them have gone to be with the Lord since then, but both of them are believers and uh, the lives are transformed. Michael, you have an interesting way of describing God as the choreographer of all things. Absolutely. What do you mean by that, and how have you seen that work out through your life? Well, well, you know, I say that. I really believe that my life was a canvas and that the painter was God, Uh, because how you start in life, Lee, is not necessarily how your life will finish. You know, when God starts to uh, paint the purpose and the destiny that he has for you, things change, and he starts to open doors, really, that no man can open. He starts to uh, create venues and platforms, and he starts to release things. And, uh, you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be who I am today. I really shouldn't. Uh, you know, some people would have tension with the word miracle. I believe God did a miracle, yes. because my father was a career criminal. Uh, he went to jail, and he served two decades in jail. And for him to be saved, sanctified, filled with the Spirit of God, and then to then plant those seeds in me, right? Uh, that, to me, is a miracle. For my mother to serve that many years in jail and to come out and to fall in love with Jesus and to, uh, and to bear nine children, and all nine of those children have their own challenges, but all fall in love with Christ, that's a miracle. And only, only God can get the credit for that sort of choreography. Yes. Really, what should have been the saddest story ever told isn't. Because God uh, takes, a, takes a paintbrush, and he starts to paint what he wants uh, as he lifts up his son in people's lives. 
Michael, if there's someone tonight who, after listening to your story on Open House, feels that, yes, now they might have come to the point of handing over their lives to that choreographer of all things to God, what would you say to them tonight? I would say there is a God that loves you. There is a God that loves you so much that he sent his son to die for you and that he sends messengers. He sends people like the messengers from Prison Fellowship and Angel Tree. And if you would just give God the opportunity, no matter how broken, no matter how lost, no matter how deep that well of despair is, if you would give him the opportunity, he would paint a new picture in your life, a life that would be transformed and a life that would be made new. There is such a big difference from the life I was living to the life that's been granted me by Christ. Before I surrendered my life, I was in total darkness, Lee, and I was bound, and I was enslaved to drugs, and I was enslaved to poverty, and I was enslaved to illiteracy. I was enslaved to witchcraft and rebellion, and I've been set free. I've been set free. I am dead to that life, and I thank God for that. Uh, He truly has set me free. He truly has given me a second chance. The rest of my life has been dedicated to the benefit of others. I believe that this world is going to be changed, and not by the elitist, not by the academics, but by those that have surrendered their lives to Christ. And I truly believe that if, if, if there's a listener that would give Christ the opportunity, he would not just rock their world. He would redesign their world, their future, and their destiny. I should not be alive today, Lee. Some people say that, and it's a cliche, seriously. I should not be alive. I should be in jail doing life. I should be dead because of drug addiction. I should be lost, and I'm not. I've been happily married 25 years. I have a church, several churches under me, and that's all because of Jesus. I can take no credit for it. And I've been very fortunate. There are very few people, me, that come out of Spanish Harlem uh, that can say that they've seen what I've seen because of what Christ has done for me and in me and through me for his glory. You've tried it your way, and it hasn't worked thus far? Try it Jesus' way. Give Christ the opportunity to come in and to redesign and to re-choreograph what's going on in your life. So I would strongly, strongly, I implore whoever's listening, give Jesus a chance today. What a life and what a story. Michael Carrion, I'm so pleased that you've joined us on Open House. It's been such a privilege speaking with you. Thank you so much indeed for your time. Thank you. God bless you, Lee. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.